Why do you think a lineage is important? When you hear people talking about leaving a legacy or being a part of a lineage, what comes to mind for you? Are there lineages that are based in your DNA that you're connected with in your ancestry? Or are there lineages that are rooted in areas that you've cared about in your life? It could be a lineage of a particular kind of music passed from generation to generation, or it could be a lineage of civil rights or other bodies of work. What happens when something lives on, when we remember certain teachers or certain times? People often say, oh, that was the 60s. That's an era, and there are parts of that era era that get passed into lineages from people who lived in that time. People often call the work that their parents did if they did something in the world other than mother and father, not that that's not not enough, (laughs) Um, but if they did something out in the world for others, they think of that as a kind of a legacy. And people often in memorials and altars uh, will herald the legacy. Some people actually go on to found incredible projects that get carried on and on. I think often about the legacy of the Roosevelts and the impact that that had on the arts in the United States, although there are certainly many flaws with things that they created as well. So it's not that legacies don't have their issues because they're specific to certain times. So many legacies are specific to a time in the world. It's a response and it is both amplified and limited by the timeline in which those particular beings were bringing projects forward. When I think of our work with intentional creativity, I think of it as a lineage. And I choose lineage, even though sometimes I say legacy, because something was passed from hand to hand and went from Lenore Thomas Strauss to Sue Hoya Sellers to me and from Eden McLeod to my mother, Karen McLeod, and to me. And I decided to do something with what was passed to me. I decided to organize the material because it felt relevant and distinct from so much of what I saw happening in primarily communities and educational systems and structures and businesses. I would look for the qualities that my parents, Karen and Sue, brought to our life and try to identify those qualities and what was missing in so much of what I was experiencing in my youth and quickly became um, discontent with the corporate 
system, with working in corporate America, with the church system, with the lack of the feminine, with the educational system, lack of feminine, lack of self-expression. I became uh, very quickly in my early 20s um, disturbed by the lack of true equity, equality, and meaningfulness that were present in the structures that I was inhabiting. And so I left, you know, by 23, I left all those structures and went to study with my mom and Sue because I felt like they had something to offer to me that wasn't being offered in the other places. And I found those places so lacking. And I knew early on that if they were lacking for me, they were likely lacking for many. And maybe one of the distinctions about me was because I had two moms and we were involved in racial justice and civil rights and gay, the gay pride and women's movements because we had a framework of activism and we were artists in the activism. We were practicing the arts of activism uh, on our clothing, on our posters, in our chanting, in our marching, in our paintings, in our poetry, in our work, in our performance, and how we showed up in circles and councils and town halls. And so I wanted to study with my moms so that I could have what they had for myself. So in a way, the lineage was passed to me intentionally, but it was my decision to discover a framework for it that was relevant and useful to me in my life. And in that process, discovered that there were many things that I wanted to share with others. Intentional creativity, which is what we call the path of practice that we work with here in our community, is are the terms that I came up with to represent the body of work, although it's much, much more than that. It's about soulful life and being and respect and, yes, activism and creativity. And I want to just acknowledge that intentional creativity isn't something that we or I invented and it doesn't belong to us alone. You may see the registered trademark on it simply so that other people can't prevent us from using it, but we don't ask other people not to use it because it belongs to everyone. All of our ancestors practiced this until industrialization was taking place in the world where we were starting to make things that we didn't have meaningfulness included and mindfulness and awareness of resources. And so calling it intentional creativity uh, was to honor the lineage of teachings that were passed to me. And honestly, as I grow older, um, which, wow, the distinction in age and what it brings is so phenomenal. People can tell you, but you don't really know until you know how the things that they brought to me and taught to me um, continue to reveal themselves to me, uh, not daily, but monthly, <laughs> where I'm just like, wow, 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 the care, the love, the beauty, the quality, the high context quality of care and creativity that they created. And the impact that it had on me was so profound that I wanted to share it with others. And then when you add in other incredible teachers um, that have influenced my life, specifically I'm thinking of Alice Walker, who 
taught me to bring beauty and celebration into my activism and into my creativity. My mom and Sue in their activism were still pretty angry. And Alice was angry, but she also brought a lot of beauty and joy. And that beauty and joy, I wanted that because I didn't want to burn out and I didn't want to be bitter and I didn't want to spend my whole life fighting the structures. I wanted to create alternate uh, structures. And by structure, I mean circles and teachings and books and artwork and bodies of work and uh, what we think of as the certifications where I'm just passing on information that allows for other people to awaken to their information because that's really what my my own great work is about is ceremony and circle that activates the great work in others. So my great work is to activate the great work in others. That's my joy. It's <laughs> my true joy is to see that coming to life and light in people's lives. And so the lineage is a chosen body of work that has a kind of a codex. There's information, teachings, practices, uh, ways of thinking, ways of being, invitations, um, approaches to ceremony and creativity. And for so many of us who feel like we don't have a uh, clear spiritual home and many of us who even feel estranged from our own families, to be able to provide an idea of lineage um, isn't just that you're coming into this lineage. If you choose intentional creativity as a place where you are, where you belong, where you're connected with the teachings of the red thread, where you are already connected, you are called to this circle. We know you have your own peace to bring and weave, and you choose to witness each other and me and I witness you. That you feel a sense of belonging here isn't just that you take on this lineage, but actually that you have your own lineage of teachings that you choose to share, your own paintings, your own stories, your own uh, beauties and bodies of work that you're bringing forward. So the lineage is meta in that way, in that it is a lineage within a lineage within a lineage, and it gives rise to each one of us looking at our lives and seeing what matters to us and choosing to pass that on in a world that is missing many of the qualities that we bring forward here, qualities of soulfulness and intentionality and respect and learning and expanding and choosing to create a culture of conscious connection and a culture of uh, study and evolution and a desire to make a contribution through our own arts of activism and justice and to make our unique contribution, not so that we can say that we did, but because living inside of a lineage that is bringing forth a legacy of teachings um, brings a palpable quality and essence to our lives because we're, we know we're a part of something that's more than just the individual. We are part of a quantum commons. It is uh, sacred. It attempts to be inclusive and there's an essence to it that many of us feel in our day-to-day -day life. It's not just something we come to when we attend a circle or a class. It's a way that we live. It's, um, it's a lifestyle of consciousness and care. 
And I think ultimately a desire to have a quality experience here and to offer quality experience to others. And love is truly at the center. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sending love to you in this moment. And I hope you can feel it coming through to you right now. This is Shiloh Sophia in the garden.